Welcome everyone to another edition of SU Oddities. On this one, we have uh, we have a slew of little facts and trivial things to talk to you about, and we are going to start out with this one. So we covered this in the show previous. We actually, I want to say, season three or season four, we had a uh, episode on alchemy. Um, very interesting, interesting topic to say the least, and it's been uh, passed down throughout history and uh, definitely different uh, versions, uh, whether it's true or not, or whether it's just uh, more symbolism than anything. Of course, the, the vote's out on that. May 25th, 1782. In the culmination of a month's worth of startling experiments, 15 prestigious observers, among them several lords and fellows of the Royal Society, watched keenly. The 24-year-old chemist James Price mixed mercury with a tiny amount of a mysterious red powder. The substances were heated in a crucible for several minutes, then allowed to cool. In their place appeared a yellowish metal, later identified by Oxford Goldsmith as constituting a high standard of gold. Hmm, didn't expect that one. There you go. Generally speaking, there are two schools in the study of Western European alchemy. The more literal approach sees the 16th and 17th century alchemists as early chemists, predecessors of the sort of people James Price had recently joined as a fellow of the Royal Society. The other schools see the alchemists in a more mystical light and their descriptions of physical experiments as an allegory for a process of spiritual transformation. Such distinction would have meant little to many of the early alchemists for whom spirit and matter were intrinsically connected, but by the time of Price's experiment, the practices had only one aim, turning base metals into gold. Can we say um, <clears throat> mankind's greed? Anywho. News of Price's transformation spread quickly and caused a sensation. A sample of his gold even received the personal approval of King George III. Oxford University awarded him a doctorate, and he wrote accounts of experiments for the newspapers. Within the Royal Society, however, all was not well. Many important members, not least the president, Joseph Banks, were highly skeptical of his claims. Their demands at Price revealed his methods, and the composition of his miraculous red powder fell on deaf ears. As the pressure upon him grew, he finally relented and agreed to a conclusive demonstration. So, in early August 1783, with his reputation now close to tatters, Price invited three members of the Royal Society into his home. Accounts of what happened next vary to say the least, but at some point Price downed a glass of highly poisonous laurel water that he had distilled himself, and within hours, or maybe even minutes, he was dead. Oh, shit, that's a twist. Huh, okay. Was Price simply a fraud who feared exposure? Was he suffering delirium as a result of mercury poisoning? Or, perhaps as alchemist and historian Guy Ogilvy suggested, the mystery powder was passed to him by another alchemical adept, meaning that Price was unable to reveal its secrets because he didn't actually know them himself. The answer, and perhaps the secrets of alchemy, died with James Price, uh, just as a new age of science was actually born. Yeah, and if there's one trick I want to know in life, that's definitely it. It would, it would help my bills immensely. All right, ladies and ghouls, uh, we got some fun things for you we're going to throw out here. Um, <laughs> Catty kitties, but they're kind of fun. We'll start with a spooky joke, shall we? Why don't ghosts like rain? Because it dampens their spirits. 
Yeah, that's kind of fucking dumb. Anyway, along with that, here's the definition. Uh, I've seen this kicked around a little bit, and we've mentioned it, but uh, we figured you know we throw it out here in an oddity special just so we can kind of clarify it a bit. It is a term known as spectrophilia. Spectrophilia refers both to the attraction that can develop between humans and ghosts and to the attraction that people can have to objects seen in mirrors. That I did not know. Despite what the internet will tell you, the word doesn't actually refer to sex with ghosts, uh, since encounters with the paranormal cannot be verified. However, there have been many accounts of people who believe they have had sex with ghosts and some who even prefer it, including some celebrities. A uh, good example, the pop star Kesha. For See, she says her song Supernatural is about that exact same thing, an intimate encounter with a ghost. And to follow up with that, I also want to say there was a book um, based supposedly on a true story, I want to say called um, Entity. I might be right or wrong about about, about that, but it was a gal who uh, was haunted for years um, by a, <clears throat> let's say, a grabby poltergeist. Um, made a cool movie, too, if I believe. So anyway, Spectrophilia. Use that on uh, somebody at work tomorrow. The ghost of Frida Kahlo. Frida, are you decent? It is possible that Mexico City's Casa Azul Museum, the former residence of the artist Frida Kahlo, might contain more than her paintings and belongings. Visitors and museum staff have reported seeing her roaming the house, sometimes even trying on her old clothes. Wet footprints have been spotted on the grounds with no culprit in sight. The artist died in 1954 at the age of 47, officially due to a pulmonary embolism. However, many suspect that Kahlo, who endured years of incapacitating infirmities, may have died by suicide by overdose. In a journal entry days before her death, Kahlo wrote, quote, They amputated my leg six months ago. They have given me centuries of torture, and at moments I almost lost my reason. I keep on waiting to kill myself. I hope the exit is joyful, and I hope never to come back. One person who has felt her presence says that her ghost is far from being angry and is actually benign, even playful. The spirit of spoil sports everywhere. Spokespeople for the museum say the institution cannot make any statements about Callow's ghost. Akushish Fortress. Or how about we just skip to the tour, shall we? Let's talk about this one. This 14th century castle, today housing several museums and a Norwegian army training base, has a very long history, to say the least. It once held Norway's most dangerous criminals and later was occupied by the Nazis. Jesus Christ, you can't catch a break on this. Today, it is said to house many terrifying ghosts. One is a mysterious, faceless woman called Mantelgestein, or the Cloaked One who wears a long robe and appears and disappears in the darkness. I can fuck that. Another famous resident is Malkinissen, or the Vicious Dog, who guards the front gate. The legend says that a gatekeeper of the castle buried a guard dog alive at the entrance, knowing it would come back as an angry spirit. Man, some of, the, some of these hobbies these people have, I, I just don't get if you see the demon dog, they say you will die a violent death in three months' time. Contemporary visitors may hear screams of the tortured ghosts who are trapped in the castle or hear chains rattling in the corridors or even feel ghosts breathing hotly on their neck. If I felt something breathing hotly on my neck, it better be my wife. I'm just saying. All right. 
right. And to follow up, uh, our first oddities uh, that we had out, episode one, of course, <laughs> the first one, we had a quick quiz for you guys, and it was kind of a ghost quiz, and we're going to throw these in here. You know, these are fun just for dumb knowledge. Uh, it was, what was the name of the captain of the famous ghost ship, the Flying Dutchman, who tried to navigate around Cape Horn in a storm, resulting in the death of everyone on board? Uh, we had John Rackham, Francis Drake, Hendrik, Vaughn, Deer Decken, and Captain Underpants. I said D. The answer is actually C. Hendrik van der Decken. He was the supposed captain of the Flying Dutchman. And so, uh, yay! If you guys got the one right, go have a beer. And here's another ghost quiz to follow up. And again, same thing. Next episode, we will tell you the uh, the answer. And this is more of a movie one, I think, for those of you out there who really pay attention to the to the weird stuff. Kind of fun. So in the movie The Shining... What is the number of the room in the Overlook Hotel in which Danny encounters a ghost who tries to strangle him? A, 237, B, 666, C, 113, D, 405. We'll give you the answer on the next episode. Everybody stay safe, stay scary, and um, yeah, enjoy life. Close the gates. (laughs) 